Today is Trinity Sunday. It's the day in the calendar of the Christian community when we make a special point of celebrating the whole of who God is. Of course, we cannot ever know the whole of who God is because we are mortal creatures bound by our own allotted place in time and space. God is bigger than us in every way. But what the collective experience of the Christian community has discovered since Jesus burst into the world is that God is three as well as one. We have been given a vital clue about who God is. God is Father, God is Son, God is Holy Spirit. So this is the Sunday in the Christian year when we take time to wonder in awe and gratitude at the amazingness of God. Every time we name God as Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we also give depth and richness to the most important Christian conviction about God, the truth for which Jesus and many of the first Christian apostles literally died to make sure the world heard. God is love. Where love is, God is. Where God is, love is. Remembering God is Trinity gives us deeper understanding of God's love for us and for the world. As the Father, God is our maker and sustainer. As Jesus the Son, God is our teacher, our restorer and our healer. As the Holy Spirit, God is the one who nurtures us, inspires us and emboldens us to sustain hope within, to love and encourage one another, to build God's community of love, to renew the world for peace with justice. God being Trinity tells us that God is a God who relates. Within God's own divine self, God relates in love, the love of the Father to the Son, the Son to the Father, each to the other in the mutual sharing, being connected, is God's very essence, is that of giving and sharing, living with others. And because this is the nature of God, God creates to share this love, creating and sustaining the universe, sharing the divine love with God's creation. So God is a loving trinity of Father, Son and Holy Spirit who relates to and connects with us, our lives and our world, out of God's love and generosity. God's love is shared with us and with the whole world, just as God shares love within God, the Holy Trinity. It is a happy coincidence that we celebrate the amazing love and abundant generosity of God the Holy Trinity who has created us and the world to share in love, that this Sunday is also the Sunday following the United Nations World Environment Day which took place on Friday. It's an important day of celebration and remembering for the whole global community in many different faiths and cultural communities who share one home in common the earth which sustains our lives. The theme of World Environment Day this year is Time for Nature. When the organisers originally planned this theme, I guess they did not have the coronavirus pandemic in view at the time. But now the theme Time for Nature has made all the more has been made all the more urgent. We've realised with sharp effect how much our whole way of life depends on the natural world. Organisms invisible to the naked eye like this virus can bring our vaulting economic aspirations crashing to the ground. We have been critically reminded 
that we are connected into the chain of nature, which we cannot pretend to live apart from or above and beyond. We are all connected. One of the great heroes of the modern environmental movement is Wangari Matai, who died in 2011. She founded the Green Belt Movement in Kenya in 1977 with the idea of paying women to plant trees, so both lifting them out of poverty and reforesting the land. The movement has planted more than 30 million trees, expanded around the world and helped almost a million women. In 2004, Matai was the first African woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Here is an extract from one of her speeches. We need to rediscover our common experience with other creatures on earth and recognize that we have gone through an evolutionary process with them. They may not look like us with their wings and scales and fur. We may not like some, like mosquitoes we may detest, but they are part of the process of life beginning and being sustained on this planet. An apt analogy is Noah in Genesis, who found a pair of each species and two by two placed them into his ark, reptiles and mosquitoes among them. Noah was not commanded to pick only those that were useful to him. He sheltered them all. God recognized that they are part of us. They needed the chance to survive as well. And in giving them this chance, God gave us a chance too. Now we must give that chance back to ourselves and replenish the earth. From the earliest times, the Christian community, rooted in the Hebrew scriptures, has known that there are boundaries to human freedom beyond which we reach at our peril. Not only in the writings of the Jewish and Christian scriptures in the Bible, but also in those of other spiritual communities too, there are many stories and much wisdom about the need for humanity to live in harmony with the natural world. Peaceful and just relationships between people and groups of people also go hand in hand with a balanced relationship with nature. So much of our destruction of the natural world and our failure to heal and restore it has been connected with exploitation and domination of one group of people by another. There is the blatant violence of genocide, slavery and warfare, but also the subtle violence of expropriation of land and livelihoods, burdening with debt, forcing people into ways of life and economic activities which pollute and destroy the natural environment upon which ultimately all our lives depend. The Christian vision of life gifted to us out of love by God, the generous Holy Trinity, is that we were never made for this lack of harmony with nature or with one another. We were made for relationship with nature, with one another and with God, the Holy Trinity, the God who is relationship and connection, who is love. It is not love which exploits and extracts life from another as we have been doing to the earth. But the Holy Spirit is alive and never leaves us, moving in the hearts of many people, both within and even more in numbers beyond the active church community. The environmentalist Paul Hawken, 
who works to research how global warming can be reversed, said in his 2009 commencement speech to the graduates of the University of Portland, Oregon. What I see everywhere in the world are ordinary people willing to confront despair, power and incalculable odds in order to restore some semblance of grace, justice and beauty to the world. The generations before you failed. They got distracted and lost sight of the fact that life is a miracle every moment of existence. Nature beckons you to be on her side. The most unrealistic person in the world is the cynic, not the dreamer. Hope makes sense only when it doesn't make sense to be hopeful. Take it and run with it, as if your life depends on it. We need to live in peace with nature, a miraculous gift of God. The Apostle Paul's message to the Christians at Corinth 2,000 years ago urged them and urges us as we read it today to realise God's promise of human dignity on earth, which Christian hope offers us. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. <laughs>